Holy Spirit, only what you want. Nothing more, nothing less. For the next 20 minutes, your kingdom come and your will be done in this room and in our lives and around the globe. Amen. 16 years ago, that's where that story started. Much like Dr. Graham said, 16 years ago, three students heard about an impoverished community in South America. Those three students were in this room. Those three students decided that they wanted to respond some way. They were moved, they were compelled, they felt deeply, and so they decided they were gonna bike across the country. They were not cyclists, they were not extreme athletes, they weren't even very good looking. They were just three students. And so they packed up their gear and they drove to the West Coast and they put the back tire in Portland, Oregon, and they biked all the way to New York City. They ended up raising $17,000 for this impoverished community in South America that not only now was going to get some desperately needed food and shelter and clothing, but also the gospel was presented. The next year, they decided to do it again. This time, it was five students from this room. Five students from this room that decided instead of biking across the United States, they'd bike across Europe. And so they biked from Portugal to Poland, seven countries, seven different languages, a lot of sweaty, nasty nights. But at the end of it, they raised $28,000 for HIV and AIDS victims through Speed the Light so that people could find clean blood and clean bill of health and could be helped and so that the gospel, the whole gospel, would be given to the whole person. And year after year, more students out of this room and now collecting students from all around the U.S. and now collecting older people and younger people all gathering together to say that we want to respond to needs in the way that the kingdom clearly invites us to. If you don't remember anything else, please know that the kingdom clearly invites you to respond to needs. It is not an allegory. It is not just a let me give you an example story. It is a clear mandate throughout scripture that when we see need, we are called as kingdom followers to respond to those needs. And what started in this room with three students, and I look up over here because I know one of the students sat right there, what started in this room with three students has now catapulted and we have been able to, through venture, impact over 135,000 lives, raising over $20 million because in this room, yeah, you can clap because because it's incredible when the kingdom of God is manifest through his people and we respond to need. This is what we're supposed to do. This is not the exception. This is not compassion chapel or justice chapel or do good chapel. This is just chapel. This is learning the kingdom and the kingdom clearly invites us. No compels us. No requires us to respond to need. And so we use our greatest strengths. We do tough things. We bike, we hike, we run. We do things epic like biking across the country or a little bit more less epic like running a 5K. Anything that we can do, average ordinary people engaging in ways that we respond to things like extreme poverty, refugee crisis, and human trafficking. This is what venture is. This is where venture started, and we want to invite you into this. If you have any interest at all, we'd love to talk with you. Maybe you want to bike across California with us uh, as we continue to pray for those who are affected by what's going on in California. Bike the California coast with us and raise money to fight human trafficking. Or you can hike in Colorado and see the gorgeous mountains and respond to refugee crisis. Or you could go on our first ever trail run along the Superior Hiking Trail. We have tours, we have campaigns, we have ways that you can get engaged. Our tour manager, who's also a North Central grad, Jeremy, say hi 
There we go. Our tour manager will be at our table out there. We'd love to talk with you about this. Or maybe you want to hear a little bit more of the story because I didn't come just to tell the venture story, but you can follow us on social media. There's Jeremy. If you couldn't see him waving, you can see him waving from the van. Um, if you follow us on social media right now and you like t-shirts, our social media coordinator, our digital strategist, uh, also a North Central alum, is following right now. And if you follow, she's going to pick one person to get a venture t-shirt. So go ahead. And while, if you're looking at your phone, which you should only be looking at your Bible, you could also, this week, something popped up on my Facebook. It was a picture of me over 20 years ago at North Central. And I will tell you this, I really was the original hipster. Just go look at the picture. I'm not lying to you. This is, we have been partnering with North Central for over 16 years. Over the last four years, we have strategically identified a specific need that, to be honest, is one of the most, the greatest injustices that are happening in our time. It is one of the greatest evils I've ever heard of. It is the longest ongoing civil war turned conflict zone, turned refugee crisis that you may have never even heard about. This crisis is happening in Myanmar. Some of you would know it as Burma. And the army is identifying and strategically trying to eliminate as many minority groups as they can. They are bombing, they are murdering, they are raping, they are selling, and they are conscripting kids into the army. This movement, this movement of evil that is happening over there just in the last 18 months has created an additional one million refugees. As I look in scripture, scripture clearly tells us what we should do when people are displaced. Scripture clearly tells us how we are to help the vulnerable kids. Scripture clearly invites us, the kingdom design clearly invites all of us to respond to this. And over the last four years, this community has responded. Over the last four years, this community has provided 74,000 refugee meals with a simple choice over a, a week. We're gonna talk about that in a little bit, but I want you to consider not joining venture, but consider what the gospel is inviting you to do. Consider what the kingdom design is inviting you to do this morning. Because I know in this room, it has impacted venture deeply. Our two co-founders, one sat up there, one's far more spiritual, so he sat on the main floor. Our tour director is an alum. He told me he sat up there and he said he might have slept a little bit, but he is redeemed and he loves Jesus. I sat over there, I stayed awake most of the time. Our grassroots coordinator sat all over. Our tour director, um, I'm sorry, our strategic uh, communications director, a business major from here, sat right four rows, she said, behind Dr. Anderson for her tenure here. We are deeply immersed in the DNA of who North Central is, and the DNA of North Central is deeply immersed in venture. And it has been our honor to partner to address this great injustice. You hear things like big numbers when somebody talks, and a number like, you have helped to provide 74,000 meals, or this morning, 15,000 refugees will receive food because of the response of people like you. Or a big number like we've provided $20 million in missions and justice work around the world, and those numbers can kind of fly over our head. What is important for me personally and for our organization is that we don't talk about numbers more than we talk about people. And I think about this 
picture that's in our office of a young boy and when we had the opportunity to go to this young boy's village, um, he was laying in his hut and had literally not getting up, gotten up from a laying down position for weeks if not months. His body was decimated by disease that we would later find out was from malnutrition. And we were able to provide meals because of the generosity and the choice that students like you make. And within two weeks, this young boy was out running around. I don't know if he was skipping, but he is living a full and happy life. And not only is he physically, is he physically healed and restored, but we also were able to present the full gospel. And so we were able to address physical and spiritual needs. And I think about that boy because he's not one of 15,000. He's somebody whose life was drastically changed. Or more recently, I think of an email that we got from a community, uh, one of our partners who goes into this um, region called Nagaland in northern Myanmar. In Nagaland, to get food up there, man, it is a trip. It takes about a month to just get over the ocean in a, tra- in a freighter, and then it goes by truck for between a few days and a few weeks, depending on if it's rainy season, and then it gets loaded in a smaller boat, and they have to do it secretly overnight across the river, and then it goes by motorcycle for another few days, and then finally people have to hand walk the rest of the meals three more days through the jungle where there are no roads to get to this village. And in this village, we found out that kids were dying every single week because this village was ravaged by disease. Once again, within weeks of getting the meal, what we found out was the disease was a disease called malnutrition. And now no kids are dying, the kids are healthy, and the gospel is being presented. This is what we get to do. Now, now, when I hear stories like that, when I see a picture of a kid like that, I'm often faced with, what do I do with that information? How do I process that? As a student, what is your responsibility? What does it look like within the context of the kingdom? What should we be doing? And when I try to process that, when I try to hold that intention, I think of the phrase, in light of. In light of. In light of is an insightful phrase. I try to teach it to my kids. I want to encourage you to think about this. In light of where you're at, process through what you're learning and try to figure out how you should respond. In light of simply means this, in relation to, in correlation. And in light of and in correlation to what's going on, I think of this picture in light of where we're at. In this room, in this chapel, this institution that exists to prepare each and every one of us, student, staff, faculty, guest, visitor, kid, All of us, it exists to prepare us to respond to the kingdom, to embrace the kingdom, to propel the kingdom, to better understand the design of the kingdom. That's what this space is responsible for. That's what we are all in agreement for. In this space, for us to propel the kingdom, in light of that, what should we do with a picture of a child like this? What should we do this morning? In Matthew 25, Nestled between two other stories is the story of what is called the talents, the minus, the gold. It is a story in the chapter about the kingdom where we're, where we're supposed to learn about this kingdom is this story of a landowner who is going to go away. And so he gives amounts of money to three particular workers. 
Now, in some translations, they're talents. In some translations, they're minas. In some translations, they're gold, bags of gold, money. It's a lot of money, varying amounts to different people, okay? And so to the first worker, he gives, we'll call it five talents. To the second worker, two talents. And to the final worker, one talent. And the, and the landowner goes away. And when the landowner returns, he's thrilled with the first two and deeply furious with the third. The first two, he comes back to find out that what had been given to them, they have doubled it. He said, man, I'm so excited about what you're doing, I want to partner with you further. The third one was afraid and buried it, did nothing with it. He said, I'm furious because you were careful, which is an interesting turn of phrases. This is the message translation. It's an interesting term because we think of being careful as something that our mom says to us that's mostly a good thing. But in this, in this phraseology, being careful is the worker chose to be comfortable. The worker chose not to be changed, chose not to do anything different, and the worker chose to not understand what the calling and the heart and the design of the landowner was, did nothing to further the mission of the landowner. Instead, in fear, just said, I don't want to do anything with it. He was furious that that worker was careful. We are not called to be careful. Now, when I read scripture, sometimes I am looking through scripture and I, I go, okay, uh, which role am I? Am I the five, am I the two, am I the one? Maybe you're like me and you started thinking about which one am I and what should I do in light of that? This morning, we all sit on the precipice every single student in here with the opportunity to graduate with a four-year degree. If you graduate with a four-year degree, you are in the seven percentile on the globe. Only 7% of the people on the planet graduate with a four-year degree. On top of that, even less graduate with a four-year degree from the United States. On top of that, even less graduate from a private institution with a four-year degree. And on top of that, a Christian education focused on the kingdom, and you have a four-year degree, you are now in less than a 2%. You're probably closer to 1%. So this morning, we all have been given the five talents. We've all been given much. It's whether you feel like you're rich, you feel like you're smart, you feel like you have popularity, you feel like you have influence, you feel like you're good looking. In this instance, as we look in Matthew 25 to understand the kingdom, the landowner is God and we are the workers and what we do with what we've been given matters. And this morning, we are given an opportunity. And my heart, when, when I was running yesterday, here's my... It says that the ones that did well with it, God continued to partner, or the landowner wanted to continue to partner. I want God to see in each student somebody that he can continue to partner with because our world desperately needs the kingdom design to flow more freely than it is currently flowing. The kingdom design will respond to both spiritual and physical need. The kingdom design has answers for the refugee crisis in Myanmar. The kingdom design has answers for the racial tension that we feel in our country 
and the, and the consequent disparity. The kingdom design has answers for our indigenous brothers and sisters that are sleeping in tents on a very cold night. And in this room, if God sees that he can partner with you, he is going to give you great dreams. He is going to partner with you so that the kingdom can be fully revealed through you. So this morning, I want to invite you to not live a careful life. Now, I don't know what decisions you will make next week, but I know that at this moment, we are about to be presented with an opportunity, an opportunity to practice responding so that God can continue to partner, to change our lives, to see the kingdom design, and for us to share that design. Hope for Dinner, it's what we've been doing for four years now. Hope for Dinner is a, an opportunity for you to change, to trade what you would normally eat for lunch, eat beans and rice instead, and then give the difference in the amount. And if you, if you uh, eat in the cafeteria, we've made this thing so easy for you because of the incredible generosity of Pioneer. All you have to do is go to the lunchroom and say, I'm gonna choose beans and rice over this, and guess what happens? Pioneer gives $2 for every meal, which you might go, well, $2, what does that do? $1 equals 10 meals. So every single lunch that you will trade out will provide 20 meals to that boy. So in light of, in light of what we have here, in light of the fact that we are all five talent people as a community, in light of that, in light of the, the landowner wanting to partner with us, would we consider, no, would you please choose would you please choose to not live carefully this week? Would you be a community that says, in light of this, you're telling me I just have to eat beans and rice and every single day for four days I can provide 20 meals. At the end of this week I can provide 80 meals. We can do something significant to not just meet physical need, but for his kingdom come and his will be done. Please don't live careful lives, the world desperately needs us to live kingdom lives. I'm gonna invite my friend Alex Grant to come up and talk a little bit about what this is gonna look like this week as we absolutely crush the gates of hell and says, evil and injustice, you better be afraid of me because I choose to not live a careful life. Alex. Thank you, Paul. I have had the opportunity the past couple years to be involved with Hope for Dinner, and this year specifically, I am so excited for this university, this campus as a whole, students, faculty, and staff, to have the opportunity to truly make a difference together. See, as I began to pray and dream about what could happen this year, the Lord continued to bring back this quote from Joe Gordon uh, that happened a couple weeks ago at the Antioch Conference, because I believe that there are a lot of people in here that desire to make a difference, and I believe that there are a lot of you that truly have a heart for the poor, that have a heart for the oppressed, and want to see things change in our world. I believe that there are a lot of you in here who love the poor with sincerity and with authenticity, but something that Joe Gordon said a couple weeks ago has continued to, to rock me, and it's this. The opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is indifference. He said this, the opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is indifference. And today, my goal is not to guilt trip you. My goal is not to manipulate you into being a part of making a difference. My goal is that we as a campus, students, faculty, and staff would reject apathy, complacency, and indifference and become people that change from just saying we love with our words and loving people with our actions. Your choice today is very important. What you do can literally affect thousands of lives. 
See, over the course of these past four years, we have provided as a school 74,000 meals. Our goal is that through this fifth year, we would be able in total to provide 100,000 meals. Therefore, we desire for this year as a campus to provide 26,000 meals together. It cannot happen just through me. It cannot happen just through Paul. We, as a student body, have to move from simply loving people with our words and loving people with our choices. So my question to you is, what will you do? We're not asking you to fast the whole day. We're not asking you to give up three meals a day. We're asking you to give up your lunch. We're asking you to, instead of eating chicken nuggets, instead of eating pizza, which I know chicken nuggets are great, but instead of eating those things, would you choose to eat rice and beans instead to provide hope to those in need? So if you are in here today and you desire to make a difference through this initiative, Hope for Dinner, there's three different ways that you can do so. Number one, if you already have a meal plan, everything is set up for you. You can simply go to the cafeteria, you can scan your ID, and instead of going to the right where you would get chicken nuggets, a salad, or pizza, you go to the left where you would normally sit down and there will be a table set up for you where you will be served rice and beans. It's as simple as that. Your choice to eat rice and beans instead of pizza literally gives 20 meals to those in need. Secondly, for those of you that don't have a meal plan, you are part of the apartment communities, maybe uh, the commuter communities, everything is set up for you as well. Our goal is that every single one of you in here would have the opportunity to be a part of making a difference. Therefore, you can go to Philip's room 117. Everybody say Philip's 117. Phillips 117, rice and beans is available for you. Since you don't have a meal plan, there is simply a suggested donation of $3. If you have a dollar, if you have 50 cents, if you have $5, you can give what you can. But the rice and beans is available for you in Phillips room 117. Finally, donations are also available. $1 equals 10 meals. If you'd like to give in the cafeteria, there will be a bucket where you can give. If you'd like to give more than 2 or $3 in the apartment community and uh, uh, commuter communities in Phillips 117, you can give money there. In addition, you can give online at hopefordinner.org. There's a section in the menu. You can just click donate and you can give as much as you'd like. Just fill out the information. Again, $1 equals 10 meals. One traded meal equals 20 meals. So my question to you today is what are you willing to do because we can't do much with just one or two but what are we willing to do together as a campus students faculty and staff to make a difference because your decision is important would we be people that move from loving people with our words and loving people with our actions so every one of you or most of you should have this card it was sit it was uh, on your seat It has the ratios and conversions, the question, what are you willing to do? And on the bottom, it says, I will commit to give blank number of dollars and or trade blank number of meals. I really challenge you today to make a decision whether you will commit or not and to what degree what you will commit to before you leave this chapel. Because what happens is you can leave today, decide to commit, and Friday rolls around and you're not really as passionate about it anymore. So I really challenge you, before you leave this chapel today, will you give and trade one meal? Will you trade two meals? Or will you trade all four meals of your lunch these next four days to provide hope for those in need? And will you give money? We're not really pushing you to give money. We don't really, it's not really our goal this week. Our goal is for you to trade your meals. But if you feel that the Lord is challenging you to give money, how much will you give? So I really challenge you before you leave, will you commit and to what degree will you commit to? So what will you do? Let's pray. 
Jesus, I thank you that you've given us the opportunity to partner with you in the kingdom of God. Jesus, that we have the opportunity to show your love to the world. Lord, we, our hearts break for those around the world that don't have access to the gospel, that don't have access to food. And Jesus, you see them and you love them and you desire to use us to impact the kingdom of God. So Father, I pray that you would challenge our hearts today, that we would be a community that rejects indifference, rejects apathy, and we would take what we have and we'd be willing to give it to others. So Lord, would you help us to see how, how, how small of a sacrifice this truly is in the grand scheme of the kingdom of God. So Father, would you compel us in love to make a difference? In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you again. Again, I challenge you to make a difference. Amen. <laughs>